Welcome to the 66th episode of Downtime Podcast. I'm Elisa. I'm Jeremy. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm kind of sick. I'm still recovering off of a small cold I got, um, but uh, I think I'm okay overall. How are you? I was sick last week. I wonder if the change in weather is causing it, as well as those wildfires have been happening in Northern California, and it's been hot as balls. So potentially that could be it too. Um, no, I'm pretty sure someone at work got me sick. Oh, okay, I, well, I know. you know, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and I know who. <laughs> mm. His name's his name starts with the D, and you might know him. Mm, I know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing okay. I'm fine. I'm recovered from my sickness now, and everything's all good. I. How long did it take you to get over that? Uh, if for me, it took me two and a half days to get over this current cold that I had. Hmm. Okay. I hope that takes as long. Uh, I hope it takes a, at least that long or shorter because I actually have some Korean barbecue plans on Friday, and that I don't want to mess up, and I want to enjoy. Dude, remember when we were supposed to get Korean barbecue like two weeks ago? Yeah, what the hell happened to that? I don't know. <laughs> no one... You know what? I don't know, but like we should make it happen. So No one responded to our texts. Huh? <laughs> no one responded to our texts. I even I even suggested a date. You know how things don't formul- formalize until you suggest an actual concrete date and time? Yep. I did that, and no one responded. <laughs> I, I responded. No, I know you responded. <laughs> you know, technically, technically Donovan responded too, so maybe it will just be the three of us. That's fair. Yeah. That's fine. And I'm and I'm busy. always fine with that. So <laughs> Yeah, same. I haven't seen that guy in a while. I know. Oh, um So what are you playing? Go ahead. Sorry. You know what? I cut Actually you <laughs> let's let's just go into that. Okay. So before I tell you about what I'm playing, I wanna actually talk to you about what I watched because I told you that I saw Ready Player One. Oh yeah. And that's very relevant to this podcast. Yeah, and I wanted to talk about my, the differences a little bit between the book and the movie right 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 yeah without i'm gonna not spoil it this is not a spoiler cast but i thought so one i thought that the movie was a very good action movie and it was a good adaptation to the book and they did the best that they can when like in terms of keeping the storyline pretty much the same and keeping a lot of the actually a lot of the main events were there too um, I'm one of those people, though, where it's easy for me to distinguish the book and the movie because they're two entities and I don't normally get frustrated or mad if something doesn't match the other. I know some people are very much cut and dry, like this has to match the comic or this has to match the book. But yeah. I they're two, um, they're two different medians of entertainment, so you can't do one or you can't do the same for the other because a book is obviously longer. And a movie is regulated to about two hours. Yes. Um. So some clear differences. Um. One, this movie was straight up an opportunity for Spielberg to show every single IP that he's ever recorded in his entire life. <laughs> like, holy shit, in the first 30 minutes of the movie and just you see King Kong and you see... You know, all these random Spielberg characters, and I was thinking, yep, 
This is one of those movies, huh? <laughs> mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In the book, it's very much, they're all video game references. But I understand that if you're having a movie version of this, and a lot of those, a lot of, um, a lot of movie watchers, you know, they don't play video games, so they wouldn't necessarily get it. So you had to adapt to a larger audience. I get that. But damn, yeah. they were shoving it down my throat. Like, I couldn't spend like 10 minutes without Spielberg telling me, look at this movie I made in the past. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I got yeah. you. Um, the character. Are what I expected them to look like, except for, um, not Ake. Uh, except for uh, Artemis. Wait, I don't. Is her, is her name Artemis? The girl, the main character, the main girl character. I don't even remember her. You name. You know, I don't remember her <laughs> name either. And I just watched this a couple days ago she was not what i expected her to look like and actually i didn't expect the main character to look like that either i thought everyone else was pretty much what i imagined in my head when i read the book i thought that was very cool um that we nice. kind of had the same idea um but and not that it necessarily made a difference it's um but it's okay um now without spoiling the movie i will say though how the main characters meet up is vastly different from the book versus the movie. Okay. Totally different. And another thing that I'll say too is um, Simon Pegg's character has a more prominent role in the book than he does the movie too. Hmm. Okay. Yes. And the last thing that I'll say as well is that the, the main characters who play the game um, were not this close at that. So comparing the movie timeline with the book timeline, they were not a team at that point in the book. Oh, okay. They were actually against each other for quite some time. Um, hmm. so to, so I don't think this is too much of a spoiler, but the romance is definitely enhanced in the movie than it is the book, obviously because romance, Hollywood, you know, so gotta draw that gotta draw that tween crowd, you know exactly, aside from that, I like both of them equally, and for the two different production values that they gave me, they're fine i okay. I highly suggest watching it. I think it's just a great action movie. It's been a while since I've seen an action movie that I was like, wow, this is cool. Yeah. No, I also think that it helps that the writer of the book, Ernest Klein, also had some help in writing the movie as well. He was a co-writer, I believe. Yes, that's what I heard. It's nice because he had a very good vision, too, of what the movie should look like. So Yeah. Yeah, and he he already said way before that the movie version will be vastly different mm -hmm. from the book version which is what he wanted to because he said that he himself said that the book can't fully be translated into a movie oh definitely you know? there's a lot of piece there's a lot of things that i can't say that are different but yeah i th a lot of the main moments of the movie though are exactly the same as the book so okay that's good yeah um and one game that i'm playing right now i'm so excited to talk about is detroit i have the full game I'm halfway through my first playthrough of the game. It is honestly, like, 
coming off of Nier Automata at the beginning of the year, keeping this android-human storyline trend phase going because that seems to be the most popular thing in entertainment and movies right now. But uh, Detroit (laughs) is very well done. Quantic Dream really outdid itself. I'm only halfway through the game. I already like this better than Heavy Rain, and Heavy Rain is one of my favorite games of all time on PlayStation 3 and one of my favorite games of all time. Nice. David Cage. Shout out to you, David Cage. Yes. Huge, huge shout out. I'm very impressed with the storyline so far, how immersed I am in the game. I'm playing the game, and everything's very realistic. The Quantic Dream does a really good job at that. But there are points where I'm panicking really hard at the decisions that I have to make, and it almost feels resembles like the decisions that um, the three main characters are making, too. It's like they're as freaked out as I am almost cause <laughs> at a lot of these pivotal moments. And it's, oh, man, I just love it so far. I, um, I'll talk about it more definitely when I finish my first playthrough, but I'm very impressed. So graphically, I knew I was going to be impressed, but storyline-wise and engagement is awesome. I Oh, so really random side note, I'm playing this game, and I think halfway through my playthrough, I was I just had this random thought that, damn, if this was a VR game, this would probably be a very successful PlayStation VR game. I'm kind of surprised that they didn't make this into one. I think that it's the concept fits very well to what it what VR can do and it's to bring put you into this new world and playing with a controller and watching it on TV like I feel like I'm in that world of Detroit and they made it into such a fascinating uh, area and all these different intricacies of like you have like the nice downtown and you also have the slums and like all the you know all these different things and the facets of like androids having emotions and what that means it's very fascinating to me that's cool um back to your point about the vr thing i think they can make maybe a separate storyline for that game with like first person vr aspects because if rockstar can do it with what's it called uh la noir oh yeah you you can totally do it with uh detroit so i mean even even if it's not detroit you could still do it make it david cage could probably make a separate game in the future that's for it has VR and that's, you know, in that same style. 100%. If they if they put this in VR like years from now, I would play it on VR to be honest. It's one sure. of those yeah. games. Yeah. Um the three main characters. So the demo has one of the main characters, his name's Connor and he's an android cop detective. Mm-hmm. Uh one of the other main characters, her name's Kara. And she is a android maid servant of a family in a poorer area of Detroit. And Marcus is a android servant in a richer area of Detroit. Okay. So they cover a lot of different areas as well as different socioeconomic backgrounds, which actually impact the androids and how they feel so i'm very i'm very intrigued and fascinated by how quantic dream pulled this off very very cool um there there are points where you know there are points when i feel i felt like i fucked up an ending and like 
I was in complete panic mode and I almost threw my, like, <laughs> I almost wanted to quit. And then I realized, like, I didn't mess up. And I was like, oh, thank Jesus. So, <laughs> so of the three storylines, I love all of them equally. The one I want to call out is the one with Connor, the guy featured, the detective featured in the demo. And uh-huh. um, so, uh, I'm the most interested in his storyline because I can't in my head predict or even have a guess on how his storyline is going to end. It went. It's very his is very interesting, and I just don't know what's going to happen to him. So I'm excited to see how that all unfolds. Yeah, we'll see. Yes, and that's all I have to say about Detroit. Great game. Nice. Highly suggest it. Um, I think that when this game, you know, goes on sale during Black Friday or whatever, this would be a perfect game to buy. Good. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that you like it too, because my, a part of me thought that you wouldn't like it when you bought it, because like, what if, you know, you were waiting all this time to get it and then you finally got it, but then what if you didn't like it, you know, that'd be so bad. And Gamefly put a curse upon me. <laughs> yeah. You're like, this game sucks, Gamefly. But of course, um, <laughs> it's hard to... It's hard to go wrong with a David Cage game, and in, in at least a lot of people's eyes, because it's a narrative storytelling aspect to it. Yes, exactly. Oh, and then I just wanted to comment that the UX and the controls are very easy to use, although sometimes that the camera is a little bit off, but I find it very seamless, which adds on to the narrative and the storyline and makes everything much easier for me. Nice. Yes. That's all I have to say about Detroit for now. Um, more when I finish my first playthrough. Great. Thanks for that yes. update, Elisa. Yes. What are you playing? I am still playing um, Rising Storm 2 Vietnam. I There's really no... like Levels don't really matter in the game. I think I mentioned this before. Uh, you just play all the maps. You you know meet all the different people on the server. And you just play the game as it is. Um, so still playing that. Um, right now, I consider myself in a Yakuza hiatus. Still waiting for the end of the month when Yakuza <laughs> Kiwami 2 comes out. Yes. yes That'll yes, be fun. Yes. And did I tell you that I bought a capture card? No, I did not. I, no, you didn't. <laughs> uh, yeah, I bought a capture card with the intention of recording some Yakuza stuff. Nice. So, yeah, I mean, I am I think I'll start making some Yakuza videos once Kiwami 2 comes out. You can make Yakuza videos with all the current games, too. Yeah, totally, totally. All but the then... possibilities of Cabaret Club. Oh, God. <laughs> and Ono Michio, you know. <laughs> I don't want to get taken off of Twitch or YouTube, Elisa. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> if I want to play the game, I want to play the uh, Internet Cafe game. <laughs> hey. But I don't, don't want to get, like, removed, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get flagged for inappropriate content. Oh yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'm still waiting for Yakuza Kiwami Two to come out at the end of the month. I'm eagerly awaiting that. But um, for now, I'm just filling the void with different games. Um, I might go back to Stardew Valley since uh, they released the multiplayer update for it. I heard about that. And it, and I already have the game, but I have no one else to play with. So I'm probably going to buy it soon, to be honest. Uh, Stardew no. Valley is a pretty low-key game that you can kind of play on and off, like no. Terraria or Starbound. So, yo. Yup. Hit me up. Let's build a town. Yo. If you're listening and you have Stardew Valley, let us know. We'll play together. We'll make a little commune. 
Hey. That's it. <laughs> um, um. Go ahead. Oh, you can finish. You can finish. No, that's all I have to say about what I'm playing right now. Not much. Okay. Because you were on the topic of Yakuza 2, I wanted to let you know that I finished the demo for Yakuza 2 Kiwami. Oh, what'd you think? Okay. So uh, that demo got me so hyped. So uh, first of all, I just have to say I am a little bit frustrated because you were talking about the graphical difference of the Dragon Engine and how Kiryu looks the same, all pretty much the same age. Yep. It, it frustrates me because you can tell that Daigo is younger too. Yep. And it's just like Daigo does look younger and it's like, damn it. Should have made Kiryu a grandpa in Yakuza 6, man. <laughs> uh, yeah. Kiryu looks exactly the same. I'm like, he this is He looks exactly weird. the same. Yeah. and then, But, like, everyone else visibly doesn't. So that's... I, I was like, God, I mean, like, Asian jeans. But still. <laughs> yeah. Like, remove the beard, maybe. You know? Yeah. I don't know why they kept the beard. Like, I get that you're using the same engine and may... Okay. Don't want to call you guys lazy, but I'm saying I know the model. <laughs> the model of Kiryu was already there, so you just copied it and pasted it into the game. I get it. No, but for real though, like he does look the same age as in six, and it kind of bothers me still. I know Ugh, they should have. They sh- seriously should have gave him gray hair in six or something. More wrinkles. Yeah, you know, salt and pepper that shit. I know. God damn. Uh, but, but yeah, overall, you liked it. I did like it. I got really excited playing it. So, okay, can I just say that it is so nice for once to see what the end game is and the Yakuza game this time is more of a story of how you get to the end game. It's so nice to know who the final boss and who the final guy is and who this final mafia leader of the Omi Alliance you're fighting against versus... All these other Yakuza games where you're, like, in a state of disarray because you don't know what the fuck's going on. I hate to break it to you, but I'm pretty sure this one's going to have those twists and turns. It is going to have those twists and turns, but it's nice to know who the actual final boss is. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's like, hey, I'm your greatest enemy. Exactly. But but you'll never fight me until the very end. It's like, okay. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, okay. Yes. It's also cool because I know that there's going to be a random romance in there and Kiryu needs love too. Oh, I'm not I talking about from those video cams, Jeremy. <laughs> he needs real love. So. Hey. Well, look, a man's got to do what a man's got to do. Uh-huh. Okay, yes. sorry. That went too far. <laughs> <laughs> As If you've seen those trailers, you know Kiryu is about to get a Mac on. You know what I mean? He's about to get his Mac on. So. Yes. And I want to see him go through with it. I mean, who knows? Maybe she, maybe she'll show up in the very future, in the far future, in another game that we'll never see. Even though it's been like what four games past two, <laughs> and she probably and she never showed up. But it's you fine. One know. can dream. You know what? One can dream. <laughs> One can dream. But that was so cute. That trailer was cute showing them. She like she yes. like arrest she like arrested him, and he's like, "Are you free tonight?" I'm like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's your kink, Kiryu? All right, that's cool. Exactly. I'm so I'm so hyped. I'm so I hyped. Know. This game is going to be one of the best. I know. I'm really excited. And all I can say about the game right now, after playing the demo, is... Hmm. 
That's mm-hmm. it. That's it. Make a make a small grunting noise. Nani. <laughs> Nani. <laughs> I love those little like little noises. <laughs> the noises they make during those little dialogue scenes. I know. I, I exactly. miss them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I want that to be my ringtone every time I get a text message. <laughs> hey, it's never too late. That's true. I could find them somewhere. Somewhere online. Looking yes. at you, KH2 Insider. <laughs> oh my god. They always have the video game sounds there. Let's get into something that you wanted to talk about. Yes. That's and before been, we uh, talk about that, before we talk about that main thing, yeah. I just want to make a quick announcement. Um that I I didn't even find out until yesterday, and I'm kind of shocked. But okay. it makes sense. Um, so well, you know, we have a lot of viewers on Discord, and I, you know, we're using Discord to record this podcast. So Discord is now hosting games. Yeah. It's, it's they have a beta store up, and there's quite a few games that you can um play right now and i you know i found out because i'm a fan of starbound and i found out that starbound is one of these games that you can play on their new store i was like wow discord's really trying to they're really going for steam or you twitch. when when you was huh twitch or steam technically both if oh you think yeah about it. yeah yeah actually yeah technically both they're going for all of these people obviously this is a beta to see if it's successful but that's kind of crazy if going in that direction. Also, not looking at it now, I can quick launch some games from within Discord. Whoa. Yeah. That's interesting. That is it's that's like the steam that's the steam like interface basically. Wow. So, Discord is not just a audio chat platform. It is more than that right now. I don't know how long this beta's up though. Hmm. Well, whatever comes out of this in the future, I know that's going to be good for Discord because Discord is like the number one chat system to use right now for not just gaming, but like everything. Definitely. TV shows, movies, like random Reddits and like whatever are using Discord to t- to chat. So Totally. And you can video chat too. Yeah. I'm so like, that's... Wow. That's, in- that's definitely a game changer if this is successful at least. This is still the beta. Yes, totally. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. So uh, that's on that note, everyone, please join our Discord. Please. Hey. <laughs> yes. Join our Discord. Go to our website, which is downtime www.downtime.live, and the link is there. Yep. Just scroll down to the left. You'll see it. Yes. Um. Uh, yeah. That's about it for our Discord. <laughs> Yeah, basically. And if you played some games on the store, uh, let us know how it is and let us know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. So uh, let's get into it, Elisa, because I know that you have some strong opinions about this. Damn, it's kind of crazy how much this escalated, to be honest. Um... So this is kind of marinated for the last week and a half. So I'm sure a lot of our 
listeners are gamers, obviously. So they're very, if, if you at least follow the internet news, then you're aware of what's going on in game journalism. Um, website IGN it's actually a Bay Area company yep yep based in San Francisco based in San Francisco um, IGN has been a platform for video games for I want to say over 20 years potentially or yeah. about 20 years now there was a guy named Philip Musin and he I don't know who he is I follow IGN but I follow them for their PlayStation editors so I'm unfamiliar with this person because I don't listen to his stuff. Yeah, same. But his name is Philip Mewson. And uh, Dead Cells came out of early access a couple weeks ago for, uh, and everyone, you know, whatever, has been playing it. And so he wrote a review for Dead Cells. And it turns out that that review was plagiarized. They took... Uh, IGN took swift action and they fired Philip on the spot. And so there's a few things that kind of roller coastered here. Um, number one, he plagiarized from uh, this channel called Boomstick Gaming. And I actually know Boomstick Gaming. I follow him. And Hey, shout out to Boomstick Gaming. Shout out to Boomstick Gaming. So he, the Dead Cells review was a copy from his channel. And his channel, uh, I checked, he's still very popular, though. Don't get me wrong. But he's not over 100K. Like, uh, what I would say, YouTube middle class, which is weird to classify them that way. But you kind of know what I mean, right, Jeremy? Like YouTube middle class. Yeah, 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 yeah. Philip Mewson made an apology video where he didn't really apologize. And after that, that's when <clears throat> shit hit the fan. Because after that apology, not really, the sorry, not sorry, <laughs> so to speak, everyone uncovered that he's been plagiarizing for a very long time. Oh, man. So some sleuths over at uh, Kotaku even pointed out that his resume is like co copied and pasted from some template online, <laughs> like word for word. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm not joking. I'm not joking. I mean, like, it makes... Okay, I'm sorry. It makes sense to grab a template online for a resume because you just want to know a layout, but he actually, like, copied a template. Uh, <laughs> I sent you the link. You can click on it through uh, Discord if you want. You can, it's really funny. Okay. It's, like, towards the bottom of the article. It's a short oh article. Oh, my God. But it's, wow. like... It's, it's literally word for word on his LinkedIn. His LinkedIn is, pro is public, too. You, anyone can look at his LinkedIn. Wow, can, that's anyone... amazing. Yeah, it's great, right? <laughs> I can't believe it. So that's amazing. It's like the dumbest thing. It is. It truly is. It's like, very first... disappointing. Like what? Oh, I'm just of... Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no, no. I'm just I'm just saying that this is this whole situation is very disappointing. And um by it kind of it's kind of shocking for the most part, how he did not realize this was bad. Mm, yeah. That's number one for me. Sure, number yeah. Yeah. Um, number two, uh, taking someone's work is always bad. 
especially because, you know, everyone's working hard in life to get to where they are. But I think what really strikes a chord with me is that he's been taking from people who, you know, aren't known. Yeah. Which is like the way for corporate people to copy ideas is, you know, you get it from someone who they might, may never found out that you took their work. But it yeah. just goes to show that how people in power positions can take advantage of people like that. And you, it, you know, it can happen to anyone on YouTube and anyone in general. It can happen to anyone in it general. It could even happen to us, you know? Yeah, exactly. Did you listen to his apology video? I watched a little bit of his apology video. Yeah. Well, it's like a sorry, not sorry video. It is. He's like basically saying to the to Boomstick Gaming, he was like, hey, man, uh, you're welcome for getting all those subs on your channel. You're welcome for all those views. Like, he didn't even say sorry. arrogant. Such an arrogant response. Ugh. He's a douchebag. He's a total douchebag. Exactly. I don't know. People like that just really irk me. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, I don't think he should ever do anything like, like, in not, not I wouldn't say in public, but like he should never do something like this, like to ever. How do I put this? Like he should never be in public media. Yes, agreed. Because his past will always catch up to him. Probably will never be anymore. Good. I mean, uh, my opinions are in line with yours. I don't think that he's a really good person from doing by doing this. I don't think that, you know, his even though his reviews might have been good for the time, like they're all ripped off of someone else. They're all yeah, they're all ripped off. So they're so, never his own words. Exactly. He's basically doing what a high school student would do with Spark Notes or like someone else's essay. Just change a few words. You know, change the verbs and everything's gonna be okay. Like that's not how it works. Yeah. Didn't learn to quote someone or paraphrase. <laughs> Seriously, at least put it in quotations. At least give the original author credit. Don't even like. Don't even just copy in word for word. Like literally, just paraphrase it or quote it, and then reference back to that person. Did he not know MLA citation style? Huh? He he <laughs> he did not. He didn't know APA either. He didn't know the medical way of citing someone and anything else that was thrown his way nope <sighs> just n- not at all so shake my head <laughs> disappoint i am disappoint smh <laughs> uh, well i'm glad he was given swift justice yes but it's not over yet for him not yet not I mean, yet he'll probably be tormented for the rest of his life oh yeah he he can't be in gaming journalism anymore he has to change careers at this point good we don't need rats like him Yes. So get out of here, Philip Mewson. <laughs> That's all I have to say about this matter. <laughs> I think that in general, it you know, it sucks and this is kind of a downer, but um, you know, just keep looking forward and there's a lot of people who review games in this internet space and you know, just support everyone who is working hard. And just trying to do their own thing. Yeah. And if you're a video game reviewer or if you want to become a video game reviewer, you know, it's okay to watch other people's videos. It's okay to get inspired by all that stuff. But 
always have your own voice and people will come to you. I mean, exactly. I always, I know that people say that all the time and I know it sounds super generic and cheesy, but it actually is true. I mean, there are people that will keep saying like, you know, keep doing it, keep doing it. And eventually it'll like good things will happen, which is partly true, but it also has to do with luck. You have to be incredibly lucky on top of hard work and consistency. So if you market yourself as the kind of person that will do a specific thing, like if you only like review retro games or if you review games that you know brought you happiness in your childhood or if you want to review the latest and greatest game and have your own opinion on it that's all fine like you can you can review anything you want and no one will stop you but don't ever take the work of others and call it your own that's literally plagiarism and that's illegal like please don't do that have your own voice people want to hear what you want to say not what someone else you took from it wants to say exactly Everyone wants to know what people's true flavors are. Totally. So don't fake it. Don't I fake mean, it. Don't I mean, fake it till you make it. <laughs> seriously. I mean, if you don't like the hot wing, are you still going to eat it to please, to please your friend? Even though it's super hot? No. Yeah. Nah, son. <laughs> Never. <laughs> trying, to eat, trying to eat those atomic wings right now? You're like, oh, this is the best wing I've ever had. And your mouth is like low key on fire. Like, nah, <laughs> of course not. <laughs> Exactly. You want to be like you want to be like nah man this is too hot for me you can have all of that and in turn your friend will be so happy that you that he's get he's getting to eat all those wings cuz those are his favorite and what you said to him was perfect you know hey man you can have all these atomic wings cuz I don't want them just give me those honey wings and we're fine maybe you're a garlic parmesan person and that's totally fine maybe you're a teriyaki person you know who knows yeah it's all your own flavor all your own opinion all your own voice Amen. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> oh. And with that, uh, we will end this week's episode. Yeah. Go out I... there and get your favorite kind of chicken wings at your local <laughs> wing store. And let us know what you like, and we'll tell you what we like. <laughs> that sounded like exactly. such a strange way of saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, kids, come out here and we'll tell you what we like. <laughs> uh, no, seriously, everyone, thank you for listening to the 66th episode of Downtime Podcast. You can find us on www.downtime.live. Read our blog. Check out what we have to say about video games. Um, join our Discord. Listen to us on YouTube and Podbean. Also, other platforms like iTunes and Stitcher. Leave us a review on on iTunes so that we can read oh. on the podcast. Yes, exactly. And I just wanted to add on to what Jeremy's saying. I don't know if we ever said this, but we're on Google Play Music now. Oh, yeah. We never addressed that. We are. Okay. We, are on, we are on Google Play Music. Yeah. So that's recent. So we basically reached out to, I think, everything that we could except for Spotify. Because <laughs> damn, it, Spotify. <laughs> Spotify is a hard market to break into. Exactly. Can we get on Tidal? Can we get on Tidal? Is that possible? Oh fuck! <laughs> uh, yeah. Jay Z, Jay Z, and Jay Park are on title. I mean, Jay Z started title, but Jay Park is uh, on title. Uh, <laughs> That's another story. <laughs> yeah, another story for another time. Mm, okay. Anyways, again, thank you everyone for no listening. title. No title. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Alisa said it. No title. <laughs> oh, and then one more announcement. Um. I didn't realize for our official website that the layout has changed, and it's because I didn't set our account to renew the subscription for <laughs> for having a 
uh like different layouts and having access to customization tools so we have the basic version of the website right now but i am in the works of editing that i didn't realize that my subscription didn't renew so eh, i i like it i'm fine with yeah. it yeah <laughs> yeah for sure i just had to say that so because i noticed it for the first time today i was like oh when the fuck did this change oh that was the first layout i ever saw and i was like cool <laughs> hey um uh, yeah so everyone have a good night talk to you guys later have a good night <laughs>